So hi, this is Wendy Holland with Women Connect, and I'm sitting here with um, Heidi Kirk, The Brilliant Division. She's with The Brilliant Division. And um, you know, Heidi, when a woman sees another woman across the room, um, they can make a zillion assumptions that are rarely, if ever, true. Some we nail, but most we don't get right, right? Correct. And um, here at Women Connect, we hope to zero in on mutual areas of discussion that will benefit all women. And I think one of the um, interests of most all women, whether no matter where they are along the scale, is success. Um, because we self-define success. Sometimes we define it by exterior measures that we say, I, that is success to me. And sometimes we let other people define success for us, which is really hard to fight once you get it in your head. And so lay out for us what success looks like to you and for you. So as you were talking, the, the number one thing that, that comes to my mind, um, success is making a difference. Okay. I have found in my life that that has taken on many different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, when I taught high school, it took on the form of the kids telling me that something I had helped them learn impacted their life in right. some way or them saying thank you for this in whatever way it was. Yeah. Um, it 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 comes in the form of um, like Lehigh had the 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 sweet young lady pass away recently, yeah. and I went to the candlelight vigil, and um, some of those kids were so happy to see me. One of them, as soon as he saw me, he broke down crying. Oh, and, that was a but student I, of yours. Yeah, but oh. I knew. Um, well, I didn't teach the young lady. I taught many of her friends, mm-hmm. and um, so I went and I I saw you know I went for them and and. He, I knew that I had made it. It made it had made a difference to him that I was there, yeah, because of the response that he had. And so those moments are often that defines your success. That define my success. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, um, and this might be kind of a side note, but I feel it's really important because of the purpose of your podcast. And you mentioned the when we see someone across the room mm-hmm. and what comes to our mind mm-hmm. and stuff. And recently, um, it was the end of May going into the beginning of June, I stayed at the double tree with my mom right here. And this is one example of this in, in, in motion, but we look at people, we look at, at, at people around us and we do make those assumptions. And so one thing that I have learned to do, to challenge myself to do is to go tell them something amazing about themselves. Okay. It could be something as simple as like, Mm-hmm. Their fashion sense. Oh my yeah. gosh, you have. I love mm-hmm. your hair. Yeah. Your, your, but really, like, when you make those judgments, if you go out and you say something to mm-hmm. those people, the person who looks more put together than you, or the person who looks like they have more money than you, or the person who looks more successful than you, or the person yeah. who, whatever. Yeah. Um, or the person who looks like they're having a really bad day and they're a really mean person. Even. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and say something, and what I've found is that that makes a difference. These, when you see these women, and I would say something, and women that the first impression that I had was like they have it all together. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I was, just, you know what? You, and that they would not recognize you no matter like uh, yeah, yeah. And they but, probably still. And actually, I don't even know who this. I didn't know these people. Yeah, but just, sometimes they're more warm. They're more warm and welcoming than you expect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and some you tell them like these people probably 
feel appreciated or they look great. They must have so many friends. Yeah. But going over to that person and saying, that is a beautiful jacket. You look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And their faces and that one moment made a difference. And this is why I think it's so important because it, it's that it's that success. In that moment, I successfully helped that person feel better about themselves. And um, I can do without a lot of things in the world, but I could not do without those moments, which is why they define yeah. success. No, I like that. I like that because that's, to, to me, that all of those add up to a great successful day or successful week. Mm-hmm. It's not just a matter of I did all the things on my checklist. Right. You know, sometimes <laughs> I don't feel very successful even if I accomplish those. Sometimes I, I have to put down, oh, look at all of all of what I got done in spite of the things I had to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get any of those done, but I got all these other things done. And they're way more important in my my scale when the ladies is measuring, right? That's what yeah. I figure. Um, or that's how I, that's how I and, excuse myself. I don't know. Well, you know, and, and I'm like anyone else. Success is like, there's making more money, um, increasing in stature and rank, things like those are still things that that make me feel they make me feel successful Mm -hmm. but I guess that's what I've learned is they can't define my success because those things won't always be there no one of my biggest things that I just personally love is being involved in community things yeah for some reason I feel I'm part of something bigger than myself and I feel like that is success because with this group of people, we did a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, to me, is really drives me um, to be involved in different things. Absolutely. Um, so give us a little background on your last career, career role. Just tell us what it was. Uh, would that the be last teacher? one before now would have been high school teacher, high school and English teacher. How long? How I long did, did you do that? I did that for three glorious gut-wrenching years (laughs) 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 it was we love misd no we do it we do so i've done we do it's just the reality of working in high school period there's a lot of things i mean i'm running for school board because we our district is broken we have good things happening yeah but it's also very broken um but i really the foundation of that isn't just isn't just the problems MISD has. I have I've homeschooled my children. Mm-hmm. I have been involved in so many different things in life that, but the hardest thing I have ever done in my entire life, um, up until that point, I would have said was being a stay-at-home mom, honestly. Yeah. Because uh-huh. stay-at-home moms, we owe them so much. I mean, I, yeah. my gosh, I, that's a whole other subject, I know. But no. thank you, thank you, thank you if you're yeah. stay-at-home mom because you are amazing. It is. It's hard. It was the hardest thing. Yeah, I couldn't do it for and two years. Until I, like, I taught high school. <laughs> and it was like, that was almost a cakewalk compared to yeah. teaching high school. Yeah. Um, it was, I've never was it the, felt so Was it the, the range of students, the range of personalities? Um, All of the above. I mean, I guess person, student, um, personalities and students would be the same thing. <laughs> So all of the is I mean, it just having to be on for five days out of the week? Um, did you well, feel we like that? We all are on. I mean, and who mm-hmm. shuts down on the weekends? Really? I mean, we're all kind of on all the time. Um, but well, at least I am. I am I too. I just I didn't know if that was part of it. No, it was so. In high school, I mean, and I, elementary teachers have their own thing in middle school. But you know, you're talking 130 kids or more on average. 
um, that are they, and they're your kids. They're, they're your kids, um, all with a wide range of needs and concerns. Some that um, you know, th- and weren't all my kids. Yeah, some we had kids that their parents had abandoned them here. Yeah, I, I visited a student in the hospital who'd been shot. Oh, I. You have kids that don't eat, that you, you you know, you go buy food. You don't have the money necessarily, but you go buy food for them. Mm -hmm. Um, You have kids who've lost, I had one who lost his mother. Oh, man. Um, I, I mean, so a those, lot of emotional, a things lot of emotional thing. You that don't, as a mother or a woman, you can't just turn your head and shut off. You cannot turn your head and shut off. Um, you can't say not my problem. And then, yeah. And then the stress of just the the broken educational system. So yeah. not just MISD, but no, the no, broken the, educational yeah. system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you add on the, the, the trouble that, that the district has as well. I mean, just, it, it was like layer upon layer. Yeah, it's, it's a really compounding so effect in a negative much. way. I gained 80 pounds in three years. Oh, wow. 50 of it was in my third year. Um, just from stress. Just from stress. And when I, when I left, um, it wasn't that I was a bad, I, I wasn't that I, hated teaching it wasn't that I was a bad teacher it wasn't that I hated the kids um yes I was frustrated yes it was all those but it was more that I just knew I could not continue in that space yeah um and so when I left I said I think I can have a I think I need to have a bigger voice on the outside in I working within is not the right place for me I know that it's not I, I was completely at peace with leaving right as sad as some things made me I knew it was what I needed to do right um so, so what did it. you what did you take from that position as a teacher that helps you today? I can do anything. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I love that. Um, love no, that. that is. I would say that is. I want to say foundational, but it's another layer. But it's so. I really ended up life coaching the kids all the time because I yeah. just, I became an English teacher. I didn't have an English degree and yeah. I only took one college English class. Okay. So, and I had dropped out of high school. So I have a GD. So uh-huh. I did. I mean, so we're talking, I'm not your traditional English teacher in any uh-huh. way, shape or form. Okay. Um, I've always been very good at communication. Right. Written. Right. Verbal. Uh, so I chose English because at a, when I worked at the university, I saw they needed that skill. But when I was in the classroom, it was just about, you guys need to understand if you can read and write, you can do anything else in the world. Yeah. This is foundational to all the learning you're going to do forever. Yeah. And, um, I would talk to them about how the skills they were learning there would relate to their future jobs. And these kids they don't have a vision and they don't feel they have a purpose and they don't get, even if they begin to understand what they might possibly want to do, they don't get the connections between all those things. And so helping them figure out that they can do things, the same thing I talked about women, helping them figure that out is, was a big part of, um, Going into the life coaching, <coughs> one component of my life coaching. Are you okay? I think I'm going to be okay. okay. I don't know. I'm going to drink some tea. One, one, one part of my life coaching is that I want to help. These kids are expected with the financial aid changes and oh. things that have happened over the last several years. They have to decide what they want to do before they leave high school because they don't have the luxury that many people from other generations, including my own, had of time to go experiment and check out this right. class and check out that. Right. And so um, it's helping those kids figure it out. So I, I would say it was 
Um, number one, knowing that being unhappy in a position, mm-hmm. as much as I loved it, I didn't. Right. Um, being on unha- my life is worth more than being on, in a position I shouldn't be in. Right. Um, and helping other people figure that out, right. what that looked like for themselves. Right. Um, it was really. I probably rambled, but this it was really no. Key. That's good because um, I'm sitting here listening to you and thinking. I had um, a, a dear friend that I just thought the world of. Uh, I still have her as my friend. Don't, that's not the way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but she's moved. She's since moved to mm-hmm. Iowa. And she was. Oh, I'm from Iowa. Sorry. Oh, really? Yes. That's right. So, um, so Dorsey Sparks, if she's ever listening to this podcast, you'll know that um, she was an English teacher at San Jacinto. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to her projects and what she was doing with the kids. It was so tangible it was so real like they could really learn from that and I applauded her as far as just not not that she needed my applause but just I loved hearing all the fascinating things she had in mind for these students because she knew that would be what you're saying is so um, rewarding to them later on for them Mm -hmm. to just tackle these simple things of what we take for granted, maybe communicating and reading and writing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I get that more, more now that you're, I'm listening to you talk about it. So, um, just kind of close up. What do you think that you learned in formal education that prepared you for what you are doing now? So can I say that <laughs> you are a woman with more degrees in Phoenix? Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. so what have you learned in formal education that, um, is helping you right now the ability to use information uh-huh. um to mm-hmm. find it and to use it appropriately mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. support a an argument or mm-hmm. a point of view mm-hmm. um would be big i've learned um <clears throat> learning is kind of meaningless if you don't know how to apply it mm-hmm. and that was where so that's where i dropped out of high school because I, I've never been big about rote memorization because I can remember anything for a period of time, yeah. but I will forget and many of, most of us. I mean, yeah. that studies show that that's true. I don't know how long, how long I can remember something. Yeah. In, I mean, I can remember pi is 3.14, but that's because I'm a math engineering person. Right? Yeah. So if you don't remember that, we'd be in trouble. Yeah. I'm just saying. No. Yeah. But I, it's meaningless if you don't know how to use it. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like Avogadro's number, another one I can remember. Yeah. I mean, Six point so the numbers. Numbers that are meaningless to me have mm-hmm. deep meaning to you because of your oh. engineering degree, right? right? And so that's the whole <clears throat> we we pick a different lane that we want to have more meaningful learning. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is if you don't know how to use the information to find it right. and use right. it and apply it correctly, right? It means nothing. And so that is probably the biggest thing because if you look at my all of my degrees, they also seem completely unrelated. But there is a path. It's, yeah, and it makes sense in your mind, too. Which yeah, and if I when I explain the story to people, they're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, I, so I have the office. I, I needed a job and I needed money, so I went to, like, a trade school that I got an associate degree. Yeah. So I learned, like, office applications and yeah. things. And then uh, I got a business degree because, uh, well, I was already partway there, number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but I also began to really let the man it's the management the people part Mm -hmm. you know and then I got the first master's degree health administration Uh while I was teaching and helping women learn about breastfeeding and the importance the health benefits and and I was teaching about childbirth and I was um, so it was the education part that Uh was key Mm -hmm. and then I got the adult education and training while I was training and teaching people I was a leader at work helping to with the university doing things Um, and so the educate business and education Mm -hmm. and people have kind of been at the forefront of all those things and then now that culminates Mm -hmm. in the as far as I know it makes perfect sense to me I'm having known you for a while once we went once I learned all that I was like yeah that makes sense because I think that eclectic learning helps you in so many different ways anyway in life yeah well and that's so and it's evidence of what i'm saying of learn you knowing how to use the information yeah the degrees weren't all the same right um they they did make sense in that what we've talked about but if i hadn't learned how to find Mm -hmm. use and apply information you couldn't have done that i couldn't have done that i mean you can't just switch right things like that usually without going backwards so um i think that's key I think that's true. And, um, you know, I think, Heidi, that's going to wrap up our section on success, our segment of success. All right. And so I want to thank Heidi for being with me today, Heidi Kirk of The Brilliant Division, and you're listening to Women Connect. Women Connect.